Today on the GYST podcast, we take a look at perception. Is perception truly reality? And if so, what can we do to change it? That's coming up on the GYST podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST Podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts today, Rohila, and with me is... Patrick Liam. Scott Chang. And Jensen. All right. Uh, Glenn could not make it today. He is stuck in snow, one of the rare snow days in Seattle, so... uh, this is a this is an exciting episode, and I'm a little thrilled for it. So, I'm going to hand it off to Patrick Liam, who had the idea of of this topic. So, Patrick, let's take it away. Sure thing. So, I wanted to talk about perception uh, across the board. So, one, how do you recognize other people's perception of you, and then, of course, how do you recognize your own perception of yourself a little bit, and then what can you do with that? What what sort of information can you gather and then how can you change other people's perceptions into something more positive if, if it comes across negative? How can you take that back and, and run with it? So I really just want to talk about perception across the board from personal and as well as professional. I think you can just ask them, ask people. If, yeah. like, I mean, hey, I think- what do you think? What do you think about this? Did I do this correctly? How do you feel about what I did? I don't know. Just be honest. Well, I mean, like, it's pretty difficult to recognize right off the bat, especially with somebody you just met, because one, you don't know them at all. And so, you know, just directly asking them, is going to be kind of rough because if you usually if you just met a, meet a person, you don't really want to come off like an asshole and just be like, oh, no, you're you're kind of a jerk, all this stuff. They're not going to tell you that right to you. I feel like it's easier if you've known the person for a while, you were a little more comfortable and then you know, you can actually tell them without, it's like a constructive criticism, you know, almost. And it's not like you're pointing out anything like terrible to them. You really want to help them. Uh, but I mean, that's the other thing you have to be prepared for hearing something you do. You might not want to hear if it's not, if it's not good. Um, that's kind and, of, yeah, yeah, go for it. I was going to say that that's just understanding the perception by asking and, and more of a verbal, you know, confirmation. What I'm asking is, what are some skills that you can do to help uncover that, you know, without having to do the ask and and stuff? And I know if you meet somebody right off the bat, it's a little bit different than, say, if it was a longer term relationship or a work type of thing. But, you know, what, what, what skills can you take advantage of to understand these perceptions and then use it as a growing mechanism? Um, I mean, for me, it's a lot of it is reading people like just interacting with them um if if they're actually engaging with you uh that's a good sign uh that's the thing is like the more you talk to a person if it's just quick one word answers you know you already know you're off on a bad foot but it's just like taking like small like social cues from your like basic little talk i feel like that's going to be their biggest like indicator if you're starting off the right foot or the wrong foot yeah making making small talk and and, and having Kind of neutral 
neutral opinions and just read what the other person likes face looks that that kind of works for me i don't know if it works for everybody but like it's if somebody i met that's new i'll try to make small talk like hey see what their interest is and then you kind of gauge where they are depends on how they respond to you and like what they look like when they talk to you about it that's how i do it and i know like small talk is can be difficult for a lot of people it's just i mean how do you talk about nothing essentially is what it is ah so i think these will <clears throat> these are kind of ways to tell if someone likes you or not I, I don't necessarily know if they're around perception because i think perception is what do you what is your subconscious per what is your not perception um what is your subconscious thoughts about the other person um without them saying anything you know um for example the the quote perception is reality what other people think about you is truly a reflection of who you are it may you may not agree with it fundamentally you you could say i'm i'm nothing like that that doesn't my belief system doesn't support that but it's it's around perception it's it's the thought that other people have about you and so you know for example at work uh at a, at a previous place where i worked when it comes to technology i'm very familiar with technology i know advanced things about office you know i i can create advanced things to help me be more productive that's one and the other thing that i want to point out is i don't stress so whether or not i've got a huge deadline tomorrow or not my reality is going to be the same and because of that i didn't even know about this but my manager told me that the perception about me is i don't care about my job because i don't stress out because i'm not always running around there was a, another girl on the team who was always running around everywhere I'm, I'm talking about physically running through the office here and there uh, you look at her she was always stressed she's working late hours yet when you take a look at what we're able to do in the same amount of time i'm way more productive than her but perception wise other people are seeing her and they're seeing me they see me all chill relax they see her running around and for them it looked like she took her job way more seriously than i did again it it had it was not a true reflection it was not a reflection of how i feel but the perception other people's subconscious thoughts were that she took her job more seriously than i did i think i think that's one of those problems that uh, a lot of bosses have they they don't try to understand how you work and they don't they don't see or sit down and you know they calculate what your output is they just take a look around at, at, at like a surface level of how everyone is right but oh yeah this person is always so stressed out they're working so hard staying late versus a person like you efficient you get your job done on time and then you leave so i think that all depends so once you analyze, the person go ahead no, done. so once you analyze that 
you you recognize someone's got this perception of you. You know, Rohit, you were saying, you know, that they you don't take your job seriously. Mm-hmm. How then do you combat that? <clears throat> How do you fix that? Does it matter? Is it just a communication I, thing? I say it matters. The reason why I say it matters is, again, because of perception. Um, and this may sound silly, but when you when you take a look at my peers, my peers know what I'm doing, and so they don't have that same mentality. They they know what I'm able to accomplish. But when it comes to outside of my team, that's where things change because people are going to treat me differently based off what they think I'm doing, based off how serious they believe I'm taking my role in, in the company. So it could be that uh, you know the, the CEO walks around the building and, and sees one person running around and, and stressed and always talking about their business, and they see someone else who's totally laxed. And what their thought process is, I'm going to invest more in the person who seems, appears to be taking their job more seriously. I, I think it does affect you both professionally and personally. I, I think it also comes across in, in personal life, the way that people are going to treat you. Again, I, I think it's more on the subconscious level rather than on the conscious level. Consciously, yeah, Jansen, you're absolutely right. I'm going to take a look at what you're producing and see how it compares to the rest of your team. I'm going to understand what you do and what you don't do and, and have a firm understanding of that. But... <clears throat> Once you take that external perspective, I think it does make a huge difference. It's weird that I think that's kind of the opposite on a personal level. On a professional level, you see this person running around, oh, they're working very hard. And then you, on the other hand, it's very relaxed and like, oh, they don't care about their job. If you were if you were to talk to somebody personally and ask for advice, I'm never going to ask the person that's running around like, all stressed out i'm gonna ask the person that's always calm and collected like this is so weird that i thought about this like in a professional setting and then on a personal setting i'm not gonna ask anybody that's always looking stressed out for advice because they're stressed out like they have nothing in control so it depends yeah changing it though that's that's going to be so difficult because that mean you'd have to undo what you're doing that you're comfortable with just to make it appear that you're working harder when it actually it's you're taking two steps backwards. So there, there might be there must be another way other than than molding yourself to be that kind of norm, you know, changing yourself to help the perception of somebody else. Wouldn't it be better to change their perception instead of your reality? OK, I've got I've got an example for you guys. <clears throat> you meet someone new, right? What's one of the first things that you say? Hi, I'm so-and-so. So what do you do? Right? That, that seems to be the, the default question that we ask. Mm-hmm. And I, I do this in my, in my seminars is the reason why we do that, the reason why we ask what, what your profession is, is because subconsciously we need to know how much respect to give you. Think about it. If you meet two people, and one person says, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a yard maintenance worker. Uh, no offense to anyone. I'm just picking extremes. 
um, I'm a yard maintenance worker. Another person says, I'm a CEO of a company. Who are you going to subconsciously treat better, have a higher respect for? Depends. Because I would probably have more respect for the yard guy because he might know stuff that I don't know. The CEO I, is just bro, sitting around. I, I disagree with you there. I, I think you're, you got to think about subconsciously, what, what are you doing? If, if you've got the CEO in front of you, are you going to treat them less than you would someone who has just like a normal job? I, I work at Walmart. Yeah, I mean, just society like guides us to give that person with the, the higher status or the title more respect just out of just out of, you know, just it's always been done that way. Um, I feel like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, when you take a step back, um, then, you know, you kind of like equal it out. But usually, yeah, that question, it's an easy way to kind of gauge how much respect you give a person. I don't know. CEOs can be like an asshole, but like everyday working man could be like the nicest guy ever. It could be the other way around as well. You're making assumptions. Yeah, now. Exactly. So it depends on what you're seeing as a person. Like perception is up to you, really, right? Where, where you're coming from, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, where you're coming from as well, not where they're coming from. So it's like I, a two way. You said it perfectly, too. You said this is just kind of how society is and, and how we roll. So w- with that status quo <clears throat> in mind, what tools, and Rohit, this might be a question for you, what tools are available to help navigate that? Like, do we have control to change that? I think we do. Uh, one of the things that, that I teach when it comes to meditation is a, is a form of meditation I call uh, perspective meditation. And in it, uh, what I have you do is write the names of three people. One, someone who's, who's close to you. Someone who knows you better than than anyone. Someone who you know, uh, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, best friend, parent. Some someone to that relationship level. Then I have you pick, <coughs> excuse me, someone who uh, knows you but not to that same level, but they're not a stranger. So it could be a, a coworker, uh, could be a, a friend that you're just not that close with, and then. I have you pick someone who you don't interact with. Maybe someone at work who you just walk on by, you know, you don't say anything or you see someone, uh, but there's just no relationship. Then what I have you do is visualize you through their eyes. So Patrick, I'll, I'll take you for example, right? Say you're the closest person to you is Amy, who is your wife. Uh, the next person, let's go Scott, uh, because you guys know each other. Uh, actually, I'm not going to pick Scott. I'm going to pick Jansen, because you guys have interacted a bit more through work. Uh, and then <clears throat> someone who, who barely knows you. Um, geez, I, I don't know. Um, let, let's, let's just take, uh, let's take Kyle Reed, for example, right? Uh, so you've got three different people and when you think of yourself through amy's eyes what she's doing is she's judging you based off your intentions that's what we do ourselves we judge ourselves based off our intentions we judge others based off their results so it's going to be harder for her to find your faults 
because she knows you. She knows what drives you. When it, and that'll give you an idea of what someone who is really close to you thinks of you. Then you've got Jansen, who kind of knows you, kind of doesn't know you, is still getting to know you. And when he thinks about you, it's going to be a mixture of both. It's going to be a little bit of his perception of you is going to be a little bit of your intentions and a little bit of your results. But then the person who doesn't know you is going to be based all off your results. What's good in knowing that is, and, and this is something that, that I've done that I didn't realize I was doing. In my personal life, I wear hoodies all the time. Like when was the last time you guys saw me without a hoodie? I always wear hoodies, right? And shorts. Yeah. Including, <laughs> including when I'm out and about. Now, if, if it's true that I'm a motivational speaker and it's true that I want to grow my business, I can't go up to a business owner and say, I'd like to speak to your company because they're looking at me in shorts and a hoodie. And they're not going to take me seriously because of perception. My qualifications don't matter. Who I've spoken to doesn't matter. My history doesn't matter their initial reaction is going to be thanks, but no thanks. And so through that exercise, what you can do is evaluate how people see you from all different levels. And I can tell you because of that, Patrick, you know this, you and I have spoken about it. Um, I have joined uh, Amazon's personal shopper to where I've got a personal shopper who, who now picks out professional clothes for me and it's completely changed the way I feel and it's changed the way that other people treat me. So, sorry, it's kind of a roundabout way, but to answer your question, yeah, you can change it. And what you need to do is get an external perspective of how people see you. It can't be internal. You can't look at the mirror. It has to be through the eyes of other people. That right there is a great exercise, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, would you say so the, the further outside, uh, the better how, how they know you? I, I think it's a it's a balance. Mm -hmm. You can't go full on out someone who doesn't know you. Mm -hmm. The perception will all be physical. OK, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking a look at Scott and based off what he's wearing, what he looks like, all that stuff, I'm going to judge you. And it's not purposefully judging it's subconscious judging if if i see scott <clears throat> and he weighs 800 pounds he never cuts his hair beard down to his belly button my subconscious belief about you is going to be centered a little bit more towards laziness it might not be a true reflection of who you truly are but subconsciously, that's the perception, which I think is what this episode is all about. Mm -hmm. But you can't go too personal either. You can't go to someone who, who knows you inside out because, again, they're going to justify all the things that you're doing. You know, in, in the same respect, if you ask someone who wears hoodies all the time, do you take him seriously? Well, yeah, I take him seriously. It's his message that I'm believing in. He's just comfortable. That's why he wears, wears hoodies and stuff. Again justifying instead of a true objective 
perspective. So do, do you think the, the phrase judge the book by its cover is kind of what we're talking about here though? Because if you think about it, like what we've been talking about is how people see you from the outside without knowing you, right? And that's mm -hmm. their perspective, perspective, perception of you. So how do we counter that? Do well, you I just like, I, I feel get like to the know way, The way it is, you know, there's, there's a saying, it's like you, you don't have to judge a book by its cover, but you can judge it by the inside insert, the little summary it gives you. Ah, it, but it's... What he was saying earlier was really good and, and something that I think I might actually start implementing is once you understand how the the certain groups, you know, you have the three groups perceive you, then you have the power <clears throat> to modify it. So if you want to set a good first impression to somebody who you haven't met before, you need to understand how people who haven't met you before look at you. And then from there, you can you can kind of tailor your thing, kind of like we were saying with, with the job interview. People who do know you, you can be a little bit comfortable with and kind of show show your more true self. But it's all about understanding your audience, I think, at this point. Yeah. So do you guys think that there is like a public facing you and then like a personal facing you? Like you, uh, this, you have like a cookie cutter um, you version of you yes. that, that you that you show to everyone that you just first met. And then once you hook them and then you let them into your dark side or whatever that, you, that you're into, and that's a real you. But that's, like, can we agree that that's some truth to that where, you know, there's always like a downplayed version of who you are when you meet someone new though? That's no, that's exactly it. You yeah. have, you have yourself who you, who you, with new people you haven't met before. You have those who are kind of close, but don't know full you. And then those are, then you have yourself that, you know, people who are very close to you it's kind of the same idea and it's under and i guess how to change your perception or change other people's perception is you first have to understand what that mask is and then strategically wear it to that audience and so you can't go you can't like you were saying you can't go with your you're very close to somebody mask to somebody you haven't met before because they might set the in the wrong perceptions so you have to understand that and, and tailor yourself so uh, here's a perfect oh sorry go ahead i was gonna say so in turn you have to know who you are and how you want other people to see you and then if they don't see you the way that you wanted to see it you have to mold yourself to their shape not to theirs no it's the how do you way. want to be defined oh for example, um, I had a incredible conversation with one Scott Chang while going to get donuts at eight in the morning one day. Um, <laughs> uh, Scott, I'm I'm going to ask you the same question, okay? And, because I, I think it's it's very germane to this conversation. When you meet someone new, and they ask you what you do for a living, what do you say? Do you remember this conversation? Yes, I tell them I'm florist. Because it's easier for people to see that um, what I do, and then I usually mention Pike Place Market right afterwards. They, it's easy for people to put the two and two together. And as the conversation goes on, you know, I eventually tell them we grow the flowers, and you know, I lean more into, oh, we're also farmers. Uh, the, the most more, it's pretty difficult because when you open with, oh, I'm a farmer, a lot of people think, you know, 
farming is a huge general broad thing where people might, oh, he works with horses, he works with cattle, he works with chickens and livestock. Like, no, it's, we do, you know, we do this one specific thing. And then as you get converse, you kind of narrow it down just to give them that perception of what you actually do. But yeah, yeah, it's, it was a, I mean, that's a perfect way to put it. Uh, you you kind of want to give them like just a tip of the iceberg and then eventually, you know, if they dig more, then just let them know like the whole everything. So yeah, I'm a florist. When you first meet me, then as you, as we get to know me, I'm a farmer. <laughs> and That's Patrick, I, I think you can also choose how you want people to define you because they are defining you subconsciously. That's that's the way that, that we treat people. When when I realized I wanted people to treat me more as a professional, when people would ask me what I do for a living, I don't go into, oh, here's my job. My default answer now is I'm a leadership trainer and motivational speaker. And right off the bat, that's how people treat me. And I have now brought that term enough in my current workplace to where that's how others treat me as well. That's how my friends treat me now because that's what they know me as is a leadership trainer, motivational speaker. So I think you, you can start changing that perception, but you also have to believe it. If I come up to all of you guys and say, I'm a construction worker, none of you guys are going to believe that, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's not realistic. I'm not living that lifestyle. You can, you can totally tell. Uh, but you have to choose how you want to be defined. If, you know, Scott, if, if you want to be defined as a farmer, tell people you're a farmer. If it's a florist, tell people you're a florist. But at the end of the day, you're also a business owner. Yeah. So and if I, you want people to think of you that way, that's what you got to roll with. And I like the way how you put it, because instead of throwing out titles out there, you tell people what you do. So there's no second guessing. It's just straight out. I'm like, oh, motivational speaker. I know exactly what that is. Hey, technically, this is actually what they asked. What do you do? Yeah. They didn't yeah. ask what your title is. We tend to define ourselves by our occupation. Um, that's one of the first things that we that that I bring up in, in the seminar environment is what what we do is we by defining your occupation, you are letting someone know how they should judge you, how they should evaluate you. They'll tell you uh, you're you're telling someone else how ambitious you are in life. Uh, the kind of goals you have in life, if you're settling in life, all that stuff is subconsciously thought of by the other person just by you telling them what your occupation is. You know, same thing, going back to I work at Walmart versus I'm a, a CEO of a company. Who, who do you CEO think at right, Walmart. Off, right off the bat, who do you think has more ambition in life? Right off the bat, who do you think is setting goals and working on achieving them? Right off the bat, who do you think is developing uh, or investing in themselves when it comes to personal development, it makes a difference. So you're saying I have to start saying I'm an agricultural engineer. Fuck oh, that. that's a great one. <laughs> so to kind yeah. of, yeah, to kind of wrap 
wrap it up, I would say that to, to change someone's perception of you, you first got to analyze your own perception of yourself, realize what you want that to be, and then tailor it for the specific audience. Yeah, to to kind of say what, what you brought up earlier is perception is reality. I hate that term. Hate it, but it's but it's true. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's a duck. Uh, right or wrong, that's just what people are going to think and associate you with. And it's you you truly get a sense of what that is by taking an external perspective of yourself through the eyes of others or through journaling. Journaling is, is a greatly underutilized tool. Now reading what you put down daily, your thoughts. Now, is it um, the end of the world if we can't change somebody's perception of us? It depends. I mean, I feel like at some point you just have to let it go because you're going to spend too much time focusing on that as opposed to, you know, bettering yourself. Yeah. yeah. Depends if that person's worth it, I guess. That's true, yeah. Like in the workplace, especially, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. In a workplace, you want people to percep perceive you as someone that's, you know, pulling your weight, not just pulling your hair out when you're trying to work. But I think, I think being transparent might might be good in the work environment, like letting them know that, or like without like, you know, flexing hard, letting your upper management know that what your, what your numbers are and what you're actually achieving it might be a good idea. That's why it's good to have like, you know, sit down conversations with your boss or your skip boss. It's to let them know who you are and you know who they are. And then you can communicate and you know how to communicate with them. Then they know what you're doing. You know, there's no confusion there. Yeah. Well, this has been a great episode, Patrick. I'm, I'm very pleased that, that you brought this for because it just led to a, such a great conversation. This episode has been all about perception whether or not perception truly is reality. Uh, the best way to get an external or the best way to understand the perspective that other people have of you is by taking an external look at you through their eyes. Pick someone who is intimately close with you. Uh, pick someone who is a good friend of yours. And then pick someone who just sees you around town, sees you around the office, uh, maybe a neighbor who doesn't know you that well. And in each situation, look at who you are through their eyes. And what it's going to do is it's going to unveil a lot to you. What do they think of you? The way you dress, the way you look, the way you act, the way you treat others, the types of foods you eat, all that stuff makes a difference. And the more highly people think of you, the greater respect that they show you, the better you're going to feel about yourself. And it just continues to increase after that. So this has been a great episode of the GYC podcast. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening, tuning in, and we're happy that we could bring this episode to you. Catch you next week. 
Thanks everyone for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 